Hey everyone, and welcome to Authentically Aligned with my coach Lacey. My name is Lacey Healy. Thank you so much for joining me. And today we are going to be chatting about client experiences. And I posted this on my Instagram. I said, do you want me to talk about taxes? A lot of people voted about that. I might have to do that next week. Or do you want me to talk about client experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly? And first off, I want to say this is not a space where I'm going to badmouth my clients. Um, Really, I want to come at this from the perspective of I truly believe that every client experience Um, especially the ones where it didn't go the way we wanted is an opportunity to learn. I wrote a post back in November where I said, um, I think all of the clients that didn't get what they wanted this year, because every single time I've had a client experience where maybe it didn't turn out the way I thought for whatever reason, I've chosen to look at that as a way that I have learned and become a better coach. I'm going to give you the first example that comes to mind. Um, When I started one-on-one coaching online in the way that I do now at the end of 2018, um, I had a handful of clients that kind of came to me as like referrals from other people that had worked with me in person um, or who knew me kind of through the grapevine. And one of my very first clients, um, she and I worked together for a little over a year and she lost about 18 pounds And there was a struggle for sure with adherence and getting her to balance her life um, with her kids and her job and everything else. Um, So there definitely were some uphill battles when it came to adherence. But over the years, she lost about 18 pounds, definitely conquered a lot of mindset issues. She had a lot of deep-rooted issues about food. There was a lot of, um, and a lot of you guys can probably relate, she kind of unearthed that there was a lot going on um, and a lot to unpack around like how her mother felt about food and even how her mother continued to show up in her life while she was trying to lose weight and the things that her mother would say to her and how deeply that affected her. And we worked through a lot of those things together. Um, But it became very apparent to me towards the latter part of the year that we were together that there was something more going on, that there was something that I had an idea about what was going on but I was a little bit afraid and actually not very confident that I was the person to bring this up or to shepherd her through this like next phase, if you will. Um, and as the year that we worked together came to a close, I actually told her that I felt like I was failing her by keeping her on my roster because I felt like she just needed more and that wasn't what I could give her at the time. I wasn't confident in my education at that point. Um, we actually parted ways. I, I did a soft pass off to somebody else. She actually ended up not working with them um, and has continued to stay in touch with me and has kept the weight off and lost a little bit more and has still continued to work on her mindset, etc. But that was kind of a wake up call. Like that client did not get all of the results that she wanted. And as a coach, I started to feel like, hey, I don't know enough. And that catapulted me into a position where last year in 2020, I spent a little over $15,000 on educational resources. If there was something for me to buy to learn more about female hormones and thyroid health, um, I was going to buy it and I was going to pay for it um, because I wanted to know so much more. Not because I was like 
like looking to like out like work outside my scope, I definitely know where my line is, but because I felt there was a huge responsibility for me to understand things at a more advanced level, especially if I was going to be helping ladies over the age of 35. Um, so that client experience actually changed the type of coach that I am today. I spent so much time from that moment on, from the moment that client exited my roster, I poured myself into education and soaking up. Every time there was a free webinar, every time there was a free masterclass, I took it. I have literally tried to learn as much as I could from people way smarter than me, all because of that client experience that actually didn't turn out that well. Now, I will say as a coach, we have all had experiences where we've had clients come to us and maybe um, there's a lot of high hopes. They start off really well and then for whatever reason, it kind of goes sour. Maybe life happens and they're not adherent or you get a client that ghosts you and doesn't show up for check-ins or they're constantly late or their check-ins are incomplete. Um, Those are all things that are really, really frustrating and kind of could go into the bad category, if you will. But even those things, I've chosen to look at them through the lens of, I can always get better at supporting people. I can always get better at asking questions to uncover what is really going on. Um, Instead of just writing the person off as completely inadherent, unable to follow through with the plan. So what does this look like? I have had clients um, skip one, two, three check-ins and I have consistently stayed on them and been like, Hey, is there something that I can do, etc.? Let's set up a call, whichever. There does come a point where I give up. I will say after about three weeks of reaching out, um, with no response, I'm probably going to put it on the back burner because if in the absence of any kind of relationship, it does get tiring on my part. There's a lot of energy on our part. We want to help if we're not receiving anything on the other part. I think it's totally okay after about three weeks to say, okay, this is probably um, not a good fit at that time. And I'll cover what, how to get around that in a while. But I usually try to be as open and as receptive as possible. Because I think a lot of times when we have clients that aren't showing up for themselves, they're not being adherent, or maybe they're ghosting you. There's a deeper fear of failure. I can't tell you how many times I've had clients that said, well, I didn't fill out my check-ins because I didn't really do that great this last week. And there, I didn't want, I was embarrassed that there wasn't anything for me to give you. That's an attitude that I absolutely want to serve because they don't need to be perfect for me. And there's a whole lot of coaching that I can do if somebody shows is not showing up the way I want them to or the way the program or protocol necessitates, there's a whole lot of coaching in that. And if the client is receptive enough to talking, if they're not following through, if they're not filling out their check-ins, if you can get to the bottom of what's actually going on from an emotional standpoint, from a mindset standpoint, then you have a much better chance of helping them push through. I have had clients that started off or had had these lulls of like two or three weeks where they just went completely off the grid and through nurturing and making them feel safe with their actions, 
I've been able to get them back on track. Because at the end of the day, if somebody's not following through, if they're avoiding you, that avoidance is actually a protective mechanism because they are afraid that we are going to come down on them. They are afraid that they have failed us. They are afraid that they failed themselves again. They are afraid that there's no hope. So what we can do as coaches is be really good at holding space to allow them to share their fears, validate their fears, and then help coach them to get them back on track in a small, sustainable way. For clients that have missed one or two check-ins, I think that that's completely, completely doable. Now, if you've got somebody that's completely not giving you anything after three or four weeks, absolutely. I think that that's a place where you kind of have to step out and go, you know what? I have put my energy there. I am I am queen of saying after three check-ins, hey, I would love to serve you. I acknowledge that you paid me money for this service and I want to show up for you, but I'm not getting anything back. So for right now, I'm going to go ahead and let you be and please let me know if there's something I can do to support you so that they know that that door is open. And then when their contract is up, I reach out again. Um, I continue to keep them on my list until their contract is up. I don't take them off. That way they do feel safe to come back should they decide. I don't like to write people off. I also don't like to be taken advantage of. I do think a lot of the ghosting and the avoiding can be avoided in the sales process. Being really clear up front with what your expectations are, with what the program requires, making sure that in your onboarding it is very clear that they are expected to show up in this way and if they don't, these are the repercussions. And really getting to the bottom, I truly believe we do not win as coaches if we force somebody to sign up with us. This is why my sales process is not high pressure. I actually have told people numerous times, I'm okay with you telling me that it's not the right time to do this. I would rather you tell me no than tell me yes and not follow through or yes and then ghost me. I've told people that. I've let people know it's okay to let me know that this is not okay. I think a lot of times when we get into these sales processes where we're kind of like, I got to get the money on the phone. I got to get them signed up. I got to, I got to, I got to. That's making it about you. That's not making it about them. And if your attitude is to serve your clients, it's not all about you. It's ultimately about them. And if what's best for them is that they need more time, then they need more time. So your onboarding process, your sales process, I think should reflect um, some sort of like recognizing or having a conversation with the client about what this requires and if they're truly ready. I think you can get around a lot of um, the inadherence and the ghosting by just being really clear about that up front. Um, As far as the good, and I wanted to talk about the good last, save the best for last, um, nothing feels better than when you have truly changed someone's life. And I'm not talking about even the weight. I had a client this last year who came to me that had so many things going on. 
And through about eight months of work and support and listening and acknowledging and validating her, she literally lost 15 pounds of 15 years of her life off of her face. She grew into somebody that gave herself so much more grace and slept better and lived better. And I could see physically how much I changed her life. I could hear it in her words. I could see it in her face. Her family acknowledged it. When a family member acknowledges that you have changed their wife's life or their mother's life, that is when we can really stand firm and that we are in the right space. If you feel like you are not doing that for your clients or you are not doing that enough, please, please find a mentor that's going to help foster that. Because I truly believe that none of us got... I don't like to believe that there's a lot of really bad coaches that are all in this for the money. I prefer not to look at it that way. I think that everybody that gets into this space genuinely gets into it because they want to impact and change lives. But if you feel like you are not impacting and changing lives in the way that you desire, there's a couple things you got to look at. One, are you as a person in a place mentally, physically, and emotionally to change someone else's life? Is there stuff in your own life that needs unpacking and attention and light in order for you to be able to do the job that is required to fully change somebody's life? Or are you not putting together some key pieces that make somebody feel safe enough to open themselves up to true change. Because really at the end of the day, true change, not just quick weight loss, happens when we can peel back the layers of things that have held people down for so long and allow them to be themselves fully and wholly and safely. That's when true change happens. But we have to be safe spaces to allow people to evolve in that way. And if that's something you feel like you're struggling with, please reach out. Let's chat. Um, so I hope that this was helpful today. Again, I did not want to come to this client experience conversation and bad mouth clients. But I do think, you know, just sharing my perspective on how tough client situations have shaped me as a coach is an important conversation to have. Um, you can find me if you have questions at, on Instagram at mycoachlacy. You can email me lacy at mycoachlacy.com. I would love to chat. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you soon.